0: True mentorship takes a ton of humility and intentionality. It's a fundamental part of living on mission and with purpose. And if it's so beneficial and so important, why does it rarely happen? Well, stick around and hear our thoughts on it. Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm David. And we took two mild cynics who share their self-proclaimed expertise in the fields of Christianity, church culture, music, sports, and current events, we put them in a room and hit record. Welcome to the Be Legit Don't Suck podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Howdy. This is the Be Legit Don't Suck podcast. Yeah. I feel like I got to start coming up with like clever little anecdotes to start these things off.
1: We could just um, start it off with like quarters in session. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: just like that i love then. that that's good um hey i want to give a little shout out little shout out to a listener a friend oh. a friend and fellow of ours a friend uh someone we probably will have on the podcast at some point but uh alex guernsey was uh Ooh. we're recording a couple episodes in a row just so we're like on top of things
1: yeah but well he- it's my fault let's right. just be honest well yeah david's be like out.
0: he's going out of town for like <laughs> two weeks or whatever so um we're just trying to get these going but he uh had something to say about the telly strat conversation a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah. Um, which I promise everybody, we are not gonna dive into that an- for another 15 minutes. <laughs> Please, it's not gonna, no, it's like not again, <laughs> but he did say that the telly was made first, it came first, okay. Uh, so it is king, is what it's called. <laughs> so he, he's
1: settling the debate, yeah, yeah, that's, whatever. Gerns, Burns, yeah,
0: whatever. It's well, and it, I think it was called the Esquire at that point, it wasn't Ew. even called a telly. I could be wrong on that. Someone do the research for me. But um, David, how how are you doing, man?
1: Uh, I do well. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, you know, at, at 36, p breaks are highly valued. Mm. So I just had a pee break. It's great. I Feeling feel great. Good. Yeah. Feeling
0: good. Dude, I feel great i'm just living life and vibing bro (laughs) oh man um yeah i just i feel chill for this episode i feel like we're just hanging out having some coffee just talking
1: how about that crazy snowstorm a couple weeks back
0: dude that was wild (laughs) either we're gonna sound like idiots or we're gonna be so on top of it but man that snow coming in oh man that that was something locked in the house yeah yeah okay now let's record a part where the snow didn't happen yeah um (laughs) Those guys are Dude, jokes. Yeah. They, they don't know weather. Whatever. Yeah. Man. They were predicting yeah.
1: snow, and then yeah. we didn't
0: even get any. Yeah. That just goes goes to show you. It was sunny and yeah. 80. Okay. We got our bases covered. Yeah. So, depending <laughs> on what happened, we were right either way. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, man, I was trying to think about just like, I like asking you fun questions, things people might just want to know. Um, yeah. You know, because people want to know things about like how us. how many
1: shots of espresso I yeah. get in my oh. tree. <laughs> In my copy, oh, no.
0: uh, the story behind that is we had we went to this conference one time. I'm not going to use names or even like what kind of conference it was. Okay, I, I just try to respect everybody. Sure, why not? But the speaker was going to come up, and they had someone come up to like introduce her <laughs> or him or whatever it was the person them. the person speaking. They yeah. them, um, yeah, they them. We'll yeah. use those. Um, and they were saying, they just open it like, well, some fun facts you might not know about them. Um, <laughs> They, uh, something about like, they have a lot of fun and then the, and fun fact, they love to get a large coffee with an extra shot. Oh, just like that. Oh
1: no. And like,
0: it, just that feeling of the reaction should be like, oh my gosh, so wild. <laughs> but David and I are sitting next to each other like, what?
1: <laughs> so wild. Yeah. Oh, but
0: then the third point, this is where it, like... You get like the cynical in you a little bit, yeah. And and they were like, oh, but the most important thing, another fun fact that's so important. Oh, they love the Lord. They
1: love <laughs> Jesus. They just love the Lord. <laughs> and like, you're so wrong. <laughs> like, man. yeah, I know
0: it's true, but like, you're lame. You're being lame about it.
1: <laughs> oh, this <laughs> uh, terrible. Good times, man. It's good times. You know, that's it's, it's 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 healthy to make fun of people, not toxic at yeah, all. Yeah, people make fun of us all the time, dude. I get roasted, bro, all the time, man. <laughs> I am
0: the butt of the joke, dude. I, I was thinking about this
1: time that I got roasted on YouTube. Oh, and, really? Because I, I have like... Oh, some, you you get publicly roasted? Yeah. Like, oh,
0: internet troll. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. I don't get that yet. Don't you? Yeah,
1: it's it's funny, man. Um, so on my YouTube channel, I have yeah. like learn how to sing from zero or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of people and a lot of them who aren't even believers will find that through the algorithm. And it's then, like, so they're watching, and this one guy, he commented, he's like, this guy took, it, it took this guy 15 minutes to tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which sounds like a, our It sounds telly- like our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a listener? Dear God. <laughs> it takes us an hour not to tell yeah, anyone anything. We'll, we'll tell you a whole lot of nothing in one hour. Oh,
0: that's like, that's our master class right there. How to say nothing for a really long time. <laughs> so trash. Oh, man. Brutal. Oh. I I don't know why I feel called out, and he wasn't even talking to me. But it's it's okay, man. Roasting is is roasting. Yeah, but little
1: rotisserie chicken. You probably
0: get roasts on like how you perform, right? Have you ever gotten roasted on that
1: stuff? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I I get so I got roasted because I added a few pounds of muscle. (laughs) <laughs> and people are starting to notice oh no <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah i got roasted the other day we updated some profile photos and some yeah. guy was like dang covid was not nice to you you put on some pounds and i was like Aww. dang uh
0: i got a Savage. i got one of those a low-key roast this was a few weeks ago i've dropped some pounds since then but um keith our videographer yes yeah. he's one of my favorite people on earth and we're just always straight up with each other yeah. but uh, i was doing a like little welcome video and he's like lint rolling my shirt for me because oh, yeah? there's like and he's like, "Man, I say this in love, but you're getting you're getting pretty fluffy, bro." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no."
1: No, they but,
0: noticed. Yeah, but it was it was real. And then I watched that video back, I'm like, "Dang, you were just a round man." <laughs> like face was round, I lost my jaw. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I got my jaw back over the last nice. couple weeks, so good that's for good.
1: you. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, I I watched this TikTok video, there was there was this patient, she had jaw pain, and this doctor, I don't know if he's a chiropractor or what, he had his hand, his thumb inside uh, her mouth, and then he like adjusted her jaw. Yeah, it's the chiropractor
0: it. videos. They do ears, they do noses. That's nuts. It's wild, dude. I love them though, because you just hear the like crack. Yeah, when they like pop their body. Carmen hates it. She's like, I don't want to hear that again. Yeah, no, I, dude, I'll, I'll, I don't watch them a ton, but it'll be like 10 minutes straight of just watching one of those. <laughs> yeah, just so,
1: people getting adjusted.
0: Yeah. But I'm curious, talking about roasting people. <laughs> Um, can we roast or performance performances? I'm thinking of performers, people who mm. do music. Ah, oh, this will be best fun. and worst, maybe. Yeah that that sounds fun. Whichever one you want to do first. Okay. Who's so, the worst oh so, man. Make make it maybe famous too so we don't hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, well, okay, do whatever you want. You know Actually, what? I don't you, care. But you're
1: right. No, 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 I don't know. We shouldn't care. hurt people's do whatever feelings.
0: You want. <laughs> well, it's probably someone who's not gonna listen anyway, so well, do whatever you want.
1: No, I think these are famous people because I've so I've I so i have not been to a lot of concerts. I wish yeah. I wish like growing up I would have gone to more. Yeah. Um, but I just I just didn't for whatever reason. Okay, but I'm gonna start with my best. Mm-hmm. Like person who I saw live and the best performance I mm-hmm. could think of. Yeah. Um, and it's a toss up, man. Yeah. Because, like, for you can me, throw a
0: couple out there. Okay. If you want. So,
1: Mute Math. Mute Math. Oh, oh my God. Dude. Uh, Paul, uh, what's his name? I can't even remember. Oh, I can't remember his name. The, the vocalist. Oh, yeah. He does this thing. Paul Meany.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He That's does this name.
1: thing where he he's playing the uh, Rhodes. Yeah. I think it's a Rhodes. And he then does a handstand. On, the, on, on the, road? the keys, bro. <laughs> he does a quick, it's yeah. the craziest thing. The drummer, uh, it's a show. The man. drummer
0: is the one I've seen a lot of video of. I've never he, seen him live, but, yeah. but he like tapes, he tapes his headphones yeah. <laughs> to his head so they don't fly off. Yeah, dude. It's dude, nuts. That's sad that they don't they're not together anymore. Is it
1: really? I hadn't yeah. heard about them in a hot minute.
0: Yeah, they stopped doing stuff. Oh. Like it's re- but man, they had some great albums, dude. Dude, they so are good.
1: performers. Yeah. So, that's a good one. That's a yeah, good that, best. Yeah, that was one of my faves. Yeah. Um And then after that, I'd say Michael Bublé. Oh, yeah. My wife's seen him live. Oh my god, just the best. And the thing is like I knew At the concert, I knew that he he wasn't using any pitch correction, Mm -hmm. because he had a a few bad ones. Yeah. But it was just so on point. Right. I mean, after after I saw that performance, I told myself, I have to sing better live. Like, I cannot be pitchy live. And that's Mm kind of like what started me on that. And um, the guy's a a savage beast, man. And his band, oh! Yeah. Like, they just look like, they're enjoying it, but they're just kind of like, yeah, this is chill. This is what we do. Yeah. yeah. So, right, I don't give me, know.
0: Give me your negative, though. One of the worst. <laughs> Mandy Moore. Really? <laughs> so, Mandy... Uh, I'm, I'm surprised on two levels that you saw Mandy Moore. Well, I, well and... okay.
1: Let me give context. Let <laughs> yeah. Me... <laughs> no,
0: I'm not judging you, bro. It's just that was... I really didn't expect it's that. It's very
1: random. Um, Six Flags Over Texas is a theme park okay. in Dallas mm-hmm. and um, in the Dallas Metroplex area. Mm-hmm. And and it's like um, Disneyland, yeah. that type of vibe. Except mm-hmm. it's like Warner Brothers. So Looney Tunes is like the big vibe there. Mm. And they had a concert hall, yeah. like an outdoor concert. This is in Texas, bro. The yeah. summers are brutal. Mm. So for whatever, and they used to have some pretty big acts acts come through there. Uh, Kiss yeah. FM would do big concerts there. Right. You know, yeah. They had uh, Mandy Moore and oh. LFO. <laughs> I don't know if you remember LFO, but <laughs> yes, I do. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, I take him a hand one. So, that's my summer jams. <laughs> so <laughs> sad. That's okay, bro. And um, honestly, for for as much crap as you might want to give LFO, they had, they did pretty good. Yeah, Mandy Moore was trash. Was it just pitchy or what? Yes, everything. Oh, and the performance—it was like it was a snooze fest. Man. It kind of reminded me a couple weeks back the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. like you didn't the we- like the weekend? The weekend, I fell asleep. Why? Maybe I was tired. <laughs> yeah. I I fell asleep on a dining room chair.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of people have been hating on the weekend's performance. I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't bad. It just yeah. wasn't
1: engaging or well, exciting. Well, the thing
0: is, is I didn't know this, but apparently he had to put like nine mil of his own money. Yeah. Because Pepsi didn't want to front it. That's why there was no guest or anything. I heard. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: But that bad. you know that's actually true for all these artists that do it, they're taking on the big investment because it's like a big right. stage. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. But he was... So, Manny Moore. I, I don't want to talk about The week
1: <laughs> Yeah. Leave <laughs> The weekend alone.
0: I really don't have any opinion on The weekend. That's what it is. Yeah, Manny Moore. She was trying... What about you? <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. I've seen a ton of concerts and shows. Um, nice. I used to go to so much when I lived back in Colorado, in Denver. Colorado. Oh, yeah, dude. Um I'll avoid the local shows because those are always a toss up. And I've seen some trash
1: bands. It's and hilarious. some really good jams, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. People out of nowhere. They didn't like, make it, but they're yeah, really dope. They were just yeah. so good. That happened a ton. Black Tie uh, Dynasty. Just going to throw that out Black there. Black Tie There's Dynasty. A local
0: oh, Dallas. I like it. I like it. Um, but some of the best, I'll, I'll just kind of rapid fire a couple of them. So, Foo Fighters was one of the best shows Ooh. I ever saw. They were playing the Pepsi Center, um, nice. huge arena. And they played for like. Three hours straight, hit the three, or they, yeah, they hit the three hour mark. Um, but what was great about him, and Dave Grohl, like his voice was worn out and gravelly and trash. Like he was really? not on pitch whatsoever, just screaming at you by the end of yeah. the night. But the way he engages an audience was so good. Second one, same place. Uh, these are like the biggest shows I've ever seen, too. Yeah. Was Bruce Springsteen.
1: Oh, nice. Bro. Okay, that, that show was band.
0: three and a half hours. All these guys what? say for two are in their 60s, and they are jamming hard, and they are so in sync with each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Bruce doesn't have to give cues. They just know where he's going What's with What's the things. name of that band? They have a name. Uh, the East Street the Band. The East Street Band. Dude, they were unreal. It was oh, the wildest. That's
1: got to be dope. Bro,
0: the like the moment where I'm like, this is unreal, is towards the end of the night, they just throw all the lights on. Yeah. They don't even do like lighting. They just yeah. throw all the house lights. Everyone's just partying. Yeah. And they're singing Born to Run. Oh, and then yeah. like that,
1: baby, we were born to
0: run. That part, like, it rattled just from the crowd singing it.
1: Dang. The
0: speakers are feedbacking because they're trying to get them up over the loudness yeah. of the crowd, but no. you can't do it. It was Didn't have enough.
1: It was dope. I'm not a Springsteen fan. Like, I know. him, his voice, but yeah. that band... Oh, they're it's, amazing! And, and okay, here's what does it for me for Springsteen. Yeah. yeah, Springsteen. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, Santa Claus is coming <laughs> every year, dude. I hate that, and they play it nonstop on the freaking no, radio. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. So anyway,
0: the only reason that. Is the best rendition of it is because of the beginning. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> you got you guys been good this year, Clarence? You been practicing real hard? was awesome saying I'm bringing news. X phone. <laughs> that's so
1: trash. Dude. I love
0: it, dude. Makes me sad. But then he, you
1: better hush up. up. You better that's up. trash. Yes, dude. I so, baby's band is on point. Yeah. What about your the worst performance?
0: Ooh, um, that's a great question. I think one of the worst. And I'll use them because they're not super popular, but they toured around a lot. So a band called Houndmouth. Kind of this like indie, like, but Southern rock kind of band. Okay. But really okay. the reason was they were trashed. And literally oh. like the dude, <laughs> like they had to stop the show for like 10... 15 minutes. Just compose himself? Like yeah. Just a- <laughs> he like just fell down.
1: Oh, no. On stage just
0: fell over and they Dear had to help get God. him up. It was stupid. Oh, wait. No, I have a different worst one. This one's great. Uh, I saw Cake live. <laughs> what the heck is Cake? Uh, you remember that song? Like short, skirt, long jacket. He doesn't really sing. He just talks at you. I want a girl with the mind like a diamond. That, that song. Or it he's going the distance. It he's going for speed. That, you know. <laughs> trash band i didn't mean to see them um
1: but it was
0: really boring songs are terrible i only knew those two songs oh. and i was seeing a different band that opened for them that was the thing Oh, okay yeah uh, that's what i wanted to see and then i stuck around but then i left okay when that happens yeah, yeah. but because then he the guy like stopped the show for 15 minutes to talk about this green initiative he was doing where he wanted people to give some money so they could go plant trees or something Okay. I'm like, you know, what, have your have your benefits, whatever. But you just took 15 minutes of this show and you're demanding money. I'm like, did I go to church or something? And, and you sucked. <laughs> yeah, and you were trash
1: band. So then I left. Oh, wh- that was the worst. I know we got to. I know we got to end this segment. But yeah, I, but I, I'm curious about this yeah. bucket list concerts that you. Oh. Need
0: to go to. Bucket lists. Shoot. Man, that's a good question. Um, Bonnie Vare would be one.
1: Ooh. Okay. I just love,
0: he's one of my favorite songwriters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've heard it's not like super engaging because he's just doing his thing, but like I just feel like it'd be legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would be like a John Mayer or Eric Clapton would be up at the top. Nice. Like okay. to see a legend doing their thing. Yeah. And some of the older ones, like Eric Clapton or Buddy Guy, like one of the guys before they die. Um, it was yeah. always BB King was a dream. Oh yeah, and
1: then he died. Yeah. But, how about um, you? So, Mayor's on my list. Yep. Um, Mars, Bruno Mars. Oh yeah. And Coldplay. Oh, I haven't been to either of those. Man, I hear Coldplay puts on a pretty good show. Oh, dude, everybody tells me that it's yeah. unbelievable. Just Anyways, dope.
0: Yeah. Ah, that's a great conversation. Hey, <laughs> uh, We'd love to hear it. maybe We'll put it on Instagram. What was what's a bucket list performance or your favorite yeah. or the worst you ever saw? We'd love to hear. Yeah, about I'd like it.
1: to hear. I, I'm curious to hear some people's know, uh, worst show.
0: Um, but yeah, we can just switch gears. I have no way to segue this into like a new conversation. <laughs> no way. So like, uh, conversation ended. New thing we're talking about. <laughs> um, we were today wanted to talk about something that has been a conversation for a couple weeks. Uh, mostly in like, there's a lot of stuff being started that you're doing, uh, personally, like a ministry, ministry wise, and like teaching people. Mm. Um, and also, like, I've been working on some discipleship program stuff for youth ministry. Yeah. But we've been talking about mentorship. And we're going to mm. use that word, and we might use that in discipleship interchangeably, but yep. we're basically saying the same thing. Basically same thing. But right. the idea is mentorship mostly. Is mentorship
1: kinda, sounds new and cool. It just sounds fresh. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: We're here for the fresh thing. All um, subwayed out, you know? Yeah. Um, but the idea is this. Like, real, legit... Mentorship does not happen that often, right? And why is that? Yeah. And why does it need to happen?
1: Yeah, oh man, those are so obviously we have to unpack this. I think we got to talk about what mentorship is, discipleship. Yeah. I, I think that's the main thing. Um, so why don't we start off with why we feel like people get it wrong? Because mm-hmm. I like negativity, and yeah, toxi- let's start there. Toxicity. Why, well. Mm-hmm. Why people and, get it wrong?
0: Yeah, and here's a reality. Like, let's say this: it's safe to say that it doesn't happen hardly ever now, right?
1: Well, yeah, because or it well, doesn't happen
0: well. Let's it, say yeah,
1: way. it's a rare occurrence. I think um, so. It probably is better to just start with what what is good mentorship, and I think good mentorship is um, walking and doing life with someone. I think it's a it's a lifelong commitment, mm. and that's. Also a big, scary thing for a lot of people because, like, um, you know, your life, that's crazy. I don't think it always has to be, but, you know, I have mentors. uh, Some of them have passed away, and some of them are still in my life from years ago in some way. You know, it's not like I'm not checking in with them every day. Right. Um, And then my current mentor is someone that I speak to on a weekly basis, Ron Keys, Right. And so... Um, I think true mentorship is intentional and Mm it's known between both parties. Like both people know I'm a part of a mentorship thing. Like, like this person is mentoring me and the mentor knows this person I'm mentoring this person Mm -hmm. and I will also, there will be some reverse mentoring happening in this thing. So it's intentional. And I think, uh, true mentorship requires real accountability Mm. So along with accountability, there are those crucial conversations that are tough to have with, you know, the person that you're mentoring. It's tough to call someone out on their BS. It just mm. is. You know, we talked about in the last episode, it's hard to tell people no. Yeah. So in, in mentorship, you might cross, you might come to that crossroads where you have to just tell someone no. Like I, I gave the example about maybe a guy who might be dealing with pornography and then you mm. you talk through it, right? And Damn, okay, that sucks. So let let's try to, let's try to look at some triggers and and you know, let's pray about it. And and let's try to seek some guidance from the Holy Spirit and figure out why you're going. And then let's dig a little deeper and then let's drill deeper. Okay, what is the root issue here and and what is it that you're trying to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you go through a couple of uh, you know, conversations, and then you create an environment where mm-hmm. even the mentee can confess you know right. and then there maybe there's some confession along the way and then you're like okay dude yeah well let's just keep let's just keep going for it let's like, let's keep offering it to jesus let's keep working on the drilling down and figure yeah. out and then it keeps happening right right as as it's going to happen because we're weak yeah then you start saying hell no like no right. I you you you're i'm holding you accountable right you made a commitment that you so at some point True mentorship confronts. Yeah. And it confronts the thing. And so if you ask, why does it rarely happen? Mm. Because I think a lot of people look at mentorship as, I'm going to be someone who's probably older than you, and I'll hang out with you, and I'll tell you nice bubblegum things.
0: Right, Well, and like hearing all that, the amount of commitment it takes, I'd say, why does it rarely happen? It's just straight up, that's hard. That's uh, not... A simple thing to commit to in either direction you know sure. it's not easy to commit to being mentored um, and i think sometimes we just don't want it but it, it's also difficult to commit to mentoring someone because um, i look at it like i got you know i have a lot of being mentored experiences mentoring others yeah um and you have to buy into this person and their walk and their journey and what they're going through. Yeah. And you're like putting this like personal investment into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's challenging and it's can be emotionally draining. Oh. And so much of it to a lot of that stuff is what makes it challenging is it's organic, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so many times churches try to force it where they're like, hey, we're going to have accountability partners or accountability groups. Yeah, we're going to pair you um, up with this person. Like, you don't or, even know them. Yeah, or, <laughs> you know, God forbid someone comes up and says, I think God spoke to me and I'm going to mentor you.
1: Ew. Like just
0: And it happens, man. It yeah. does happen. Um, that's, I mean, it's trash. That's yeah. not how it works. It's this no. organic. I found <clears throat> it's most successful when if someone comes to me, which I've had before with like students or like, can we just talk? Like, yeah. y- do you mind if we meet? Uh, sometimes it's one off where they just need to talk about something specific. Right. But then there's a few of them where it's just become like, Hey, let's meet and talk often. Yeah. It's not like sometimes it's scheduled, like because life's crazy, but other times just like, Hey man, just or come to the house and let's just talk right. about what's going on. Yeah. Um, and you just start to invest into what's going on yeah. and you have to pay attention. You can't just like, Oh, we're just hanging out right um you have to be
1: really invested into it well yeah you're going into it with almost a game plan sometimes like i want i want to help this person in some way
0: and there and there will be people if i'm going to seek someone out to like mentor them Mm -hmm. it's a thing of i'm not gonna be like hey i'm gonna mentor you um i just pray about it like take them out to eat or something Mm. and just start talking to them hear their story and then Pro really, at that point, it's sharing like, hey, I really see a lot in you. Yeah. Um, I'd love to walk with you in this. Yeah, um, And then kind of give them the option if they want that or not. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, But yeah, it's different because it's so committed. It and is. discipleship's not a class or a program. Like, no. you know, we're working on this thing for our youth ministry, and I'm calling it a discipleship program because I can't think of words better. Right. But I'm also going into it with the awareness that's not... It's like a Bible class, basically, is what yeah. I'm doing. Like, dive further into Scripture, understand your faith.
1: You're essentially training mentors. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I'm not looking at it as, oh, I'm discipling people through this, and they'll be discipled by the end of it.
1: Right. Because that's not what it <laughs> that's is. That's not how that works. You know?
0: It's the, I use the words because that's the words that are going to make sense to people. Yeah. When they read it, when they understand it. Um,
1: so, a couple things come to mind. You think it's fair to say that... um the, the, how can I word this? So you really only enter to mentorship once you have decided what your life mission is. Hmm. Because until you become missional. Yeah. Why do you even need mentorship? What what are you doing?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have, yeah, if you're not living on mission, none of this is going to sound like it matters to you. Or yeah, it, it doesn't just, apply. It
1: doesn't apply. Like,
0: like well, if... I'm not bought into a mission. Mm-hmm. Then why do I need to be grown? Yeah. Why is that something I need? And then in the same vein, why do I need to do that in other people?
1: Yeah. Well, me- mentorship that kind of comes from the corporate world, right? Like, yeah. uh, this is a mentorship or apprenticeship, yeah, program, and yeah. you want to come into this industry and right. you want to get your feet wet, right? And so you're already bought into the industry, right? You're already you're already living it, right? The you hard know? part is is we're using that
0: and talking about you know, discipleship, and it's probably even the reason we, like, avoid the word is discipleship sounds so, like, heavy-handed sometimes, and I think that's why people also opt out of it, is they're thinking, oh, this is, like, obedience training for adults, right? right. Like, this is, uh, it's gonna be, like, super just heavy, like, oh, obedience to God, and you must do mm-hmm. this, and um, man, it's not what it is, and so I think people opt out of it or they don't think they need it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they don't even see the need to grow. Yeah. And the hard part is if you don't see that in yourself, then how is someone gonna help wake you up to that?
1: Yeah. I I, I feel like let me I want to tell my mentorship story. Yeah. And then kind of dissect it because I feel like it might be a little eye-opening for people because sure. I, I'm starting to lean towards like towards this idea that if you're a new believer, then what you need at that point is maybe something like coaching or training sure. to show you how to read the Bible. Now, some of this can happen in mentorship and discipleship, yeah. but I have a little bit of a theory, and maybe I'm way off, and you, you're you the one with the degree, so you can correct my... <laughs> now, nah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my, my, my mentorship story is I've been mentored throughout the years. I've been coached throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I've been led, had some awesome leaders. One of my favorite mentors uh, who is already in heaven and enjoying mm. all the legitness in heaven is my mm. uncle and he passed away uh, about a year and a half ago now and so he was a big time mentor in my life and and we knew you know, it was known that um it was mutual mm. agreement that I was being mentored by this guy and he was mentoring me yeah uh well that's the same thing but um so and it was intentional he was super intentional about what he did and how he spoke into me and he and he had the crucial conversations with me it was mm-hmm. what mentorship should be right uh and it it, it was huge it was mm. huge in my life um and my recent uh mentorship story is Ron Keese, when I when we moved over to the Pacific Northwest Ron Keyes reached out to me almost immediately mm. and said hey I'm Ron Keyes I do I do this mentorship thing um you know he's written a book on he's actually pretty incredible yeah. dope mentor. Yeah. Uh highly trained and very uh, knowledgeable, tons of wisdom. Mm-hmm. He's he's he, and he's an older gentleman so he's got tons of experience too. Right. And and he reaches out and he says, "Hey, just want to let you know that if you ever wanted to do anything like mentorship, you know, we can chat about it." I was like, "Dope." A year went by. Mm. Like <laughs> an entire year went by. Yeah. And uh, cuz at the time I was like I don't know, I I just wasn't feeling it. Mm. And he was totally cool with it and on occasion we'd see each other and and he never uh you know, he 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 never tried to steer the the conversation back to, "Hey, I should be your mentor." Mm-hmm. Um he was always, you know, he let me know up at the top and then that was it and I didn't and we didn't talk about it for about a year and on yeah. occasion we would talk about it. And at the end of that year, I really felt like I was hitting a wall. Like I really felt like um I needed to have a little bit more understanding, uh, not necessarily my mission mm-hmm. but how because I it, remember I was coming from a totally different culture, yeah, uh, Spanish-speaking church, Latinos mainly, now English-speaking church, white people mainly. So <laughs> coming into that new context is like a lot of the things that I was doing as a leader for Latinos was just not working right for my gringo counterparts. yeah, so I reached out to him. I was like, man, I I, I need mentorship. You know, mm-hmm. like I need I need help with like leadership style, and it's just not working. Yeah. So we walked through his his whole process. He's got a really cool process of, of how he and it, and honestly, it can be anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it it could literally be conversations. But my story is that like I had a need and I needed a mentor. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think that true mentorship? Rarely happens because nobody ever really seeks it or, and I guess, and what about do all new believers need to be immediately mentored?
0: Yeah, I think those are great questions. Um, I think, I think you blanket both of those things, all of it in the umbrella of discipleship. Okay. I think that's kind of how I'm framing it in my head is like, it's this umbrella of your discipleship journey because that happens through till you die. Mm-hmm. So, you become a new believer. I, I'm totally in agreement. It's it's training. It's coaching. It's, hey, here's what this is, what this means. Here's what your mission, well, here's what that even means to you. Right. And you're kind of guiding them through that. Um, so, it's, it's the training. It's the push and pull. It's a lot of, like, you are just giving to them. Yeah. And pouring into it. Then, when you get into the mentorship, it's... Let's start getting you to grow in life. Yeah, and it can fit needs. It can just like, you know, help you like establish more of like who you are and what Christ is asking you to do. Um, and I think it comes at different points in different needs. You know, uh, like you're saying, you hit a moment where you're like, "Oh man, I I'm hitting a wall. I need someone to help me break through it." Yeah, uh, and take it to the next level. And you felt that. You felt that pressure. You felt that need. And then God provided someone for you, right? Um, And that's where even, too, it's hard to say, like, because discipleship is lifelong, but I think mentors can come in and out through that. Mm, That makes Um, sense. And they'll always be in your life. Like, I think of one of my biggest mentors for a long time is a guy named Craig Harris, uh, worship pastor back in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, I was just, like, neck deep in doing ministry and learning from him. And plenty of, like, Great conversations, hard ones, yeah, all kinds of stuff. But I still, like, there are so much fundamentals to how I do things and how I think about doing ministry or even just, like, leading worship that come from Him. And He's not, we don't, you know, talk as often because life is going and we live in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and we no longer have that kind of relationship where He's just helping me to grow into it. But every time I call Him, it's just great and it's catching up and, like... yeah. I know he's a dude I could, like, throw ideas to. And, right. you know, it's just like, yeah, man, that sounds great. Big decisions, uh, you yeah, might call him, Yeah, That yeah. could he can fill that role. And I have yeah. people here that are like that. Right. So I think it, it's that. Like, you never know the dynamic of what that person's going to be doing in your life or her, for how long it's going to be, yeah. you know? Like, you know, you with Ron, it could be just for this season, you right. need this. Mm-hmm. Or it could be this is the guy you're going to be talking to for the next, like, 15 20 years right, you know right. um, and that's kind of up to like what god decides with it yeah but it's always in the purpose of fulfilling the mission yeah and i think that's like you touched on earlier that's really important is this conversation is built around are you living on mission or not right because right. if you're not none of this is going to apply to you and you probably won't even find anybody to like really invest into you yeah And even if you're looking for it, you're not really going to know what you're looking for. Yeah. Like, you're going to be like, I don't, I don't really know why. Yeah. That's, Um, ooh, that's tough. Yeah. And so when you decide, I'm going to live on mission, like the gospel of Jesus, that's my mission. Right. Start. And then you start asking that, like, God, help me to do that. I need someone to help me. Then I think that's when God starts putting people into your life, putting specific mentors to help you walk into that. Um, So I don't know if that answers your question
1: or not. But. No, well I mean yeah, I think that's a. I guess what I was looking for is like your thoughts on it because yeah, um, I think I think Ron and people like Ron, mm-hmm. you know my uncle, uh, my uncle Rick, and yeah. a lot of other people. I think they're great mentors. Yeah. Because they understand what it takes. Yeah. And you know we started off saying, why does, uh, real mentorship. Rarely happen. Yeah, and we keep coming back to this thought that most people they cannot have crucial conversations with others. Yeah, they find it increasingly difficult. um Why I don't know. It's not like I sit here and enjoy those conversations. Yeah, I don't think Ron enjoys those. Con- like it's always uncomfortable. Yeah, and you always wonder is this the line you know yeah. that I'm about to cross? Right. That's always kind of there in the back of your mind, but but then it ends up being super beneficial and, mm. and super fruitful. Um, so I guess I guess the conversation I'd like to steer it towards well now if you if you consider yourself a mentor in mm. some ways, yeah. How can you identify whether you're you suck mm. or whether you are one of these great mentors? Mm.
0: Yeah. I think, and this is coming just from being mentored a lot, like the the best mentorship I've gotten and how I try to apply it. Cause also like I use examples of leaders who were poor in their handling of things and it was not fun. Um, I think it's based around like you listening really well, more than maybe you talk and not necessarily like, Oh, just stop talking. But are you really hearing what they're saying to you? Like, you're mentoring someone. Are you really taking it in, like, hearing and listening to what they're saying to you yeah. so you can process it well?
1: Um, as, as opposed to maybe just like, here, let me tell you what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, it's like,
0: oh, all right, you want to get mentored? All right, let me give you the answers to life. Right. Like right. That, <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. Because um, you're not hearing them. Like, giving yeah. them a a space where, and I've always done this with, like, especially with young, uh, like, high school mm-hmm. guys. Um, who are learning how to like be vulnerable? I always tell them like, man, when we're sitting here, like you can say whatever; it's not gonna rattle me. Like share as much or as little as you want.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then like going into like if it's the crucial conversation stuff, like these, it's a difficult conversation. Um, sometimes I always change. It depends on who I'm talking to. Um, If I feel like I need to just hit him over the head with a mallet, I'll just do it. Like, no, man, that's dumb. And some people need that. Uh, Others, I'll just, I'll ask permission. I'm like, well, hey, you're telling me all this. Do you want my thought? Do you want my feedback? Yeah. Yeah, Do you want like my, even my opinion? Yeah. Um, Or I'll say, you know, I feel like this is what I'm hearing from that. And take it with a grain of salt. This could be a trash perspective and you can throw it away. I won't be offended. Yeah. And if I overstep... And what I'm telling you, please let me know. Yeah. Um, or if I ask a question that you don't want to answer, just tell me and I'll, I'll skip the question. Yeah. Um, I give them avenues to kind of shape the conversation how they want it to be shaped. Yeah. And very rarely do they have I been told, um, no, I don't want to answer that, or uh, that was a little too far. Right, right. Um, because I'm setting a level of respect. Sure. Right? Um, I think well, Rob would say the yeah. same as he's creating a space for mutual respect in the conversation. Yeah. Never do you feel like, oh, I'm being disrespected by him. Exactly. Or he's not listening to me.
1: You're, you're talking a lot about humility. Yeah. Because, yeah, for you to say something like, I could be wrong and take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. That implies that you don't believe that you have the true unadulterated? Yeah. Unadulterated? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> answer. <laughs> Uh, but in fact you you are fallible and right. you can make a mistake right. and and people respond to that man yeah. well, you know back to that conversation of authenticity people can right. read authenticity so that is a you're describing what great mentors do mm. you know um and i think about what makes a mentor suck mm. you know cuz the we're, we're all about being legit and not sucking right yes and i think uh the crucial conversations is one thing, but but I think if if you're a mentor because you you've because you said I want to do this and I mm-hmm. want to mentor, and you you, f- you struggle to find fruit in your efforts, mm. and you're sitting listening and you're wondering, why do I suck? Mm. <laughs> one of my first questions would be, uh, man, do you even have anything to offer? Yeah, and that is. The top—that's the crucial conversation. Like, right. what what do you really have to offer? And I'm not saying are you a goober and right. uninteresting. That's not really it. Right. I, this goes back to the whole conversation of like the lyric writing, mm. where you write about something that you've gone through because right. it has more weight, right? And there's more conviction there. I feel like a lot of mentors avoid that depth because mm. maybe they don't really have anything to offer. Yeah, because there hasn't really been a ton of uh transformation right it's just you're just kind of like surface right you know
0: well and then you got to ask yourself why you're even trying to do that in the first place yeah or maybe it's a mismatch sometimes i'm just sitting with people I'm like man there we are in two different worlds (laughs) there's no there's no way we can connect these dots Mm -hmm. and that's totally fine i don't think you have to feel bad about it um especially like if you're a pastor like in the ministry world or if you're like a volunteer leader or whatever like if you're a leader within the church you sometimes feel this obligation. I have to like invest in anybody and everybody, right? Um, that's and that's and not true. also feeling like I have to have like all the answers for this person, right? Um, man, that already just sets you up for so much failure.
1: Well, I've had to. I've had to collaborate with other leaders mm-hmm. because I'll have someone who I I literally cannot offer anything to. Yeah, like I tell myself, I have nothing. I have nothing to offer you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And so I've I've done this in the past where I have to collaborate with other leaders, Mm -hmm. um, and I just reach out and say, "Hey, I've hit a wall with this particular person, and I would love for you to step in and essentially take over."
0: And that's and that's also a great example, like you're saying, of humility, because it's Mm. the arrogant leader who says, "No, you're just not getting it." Yeah, they're just not getting it. Yeah, they don't they don't get it. They're not appreciating what I'm doing. Right, uh, and they just they won't get it. Right. Like, it's humility to say, maybe I'm just not the best person for yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, maybe I need someone else's help. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, because you, you're looking at, like I said before, is you are taking personal investment into the work of God in this person. Yeah. And the mission that He's called all of us to, but also the purpose He's called them to. So, what's more important to you? That that be fulfilled in a really good way. Or that you get to stroke your ego and be the one to say like, yeah, I helped make them into who they are. Right. Uh, If it's that, then go be a jerk. Right. But if it is to like lift this person up, then you got to look at it from all perspectives or even look at it. Is there a point where you're like, man, um, they've outgrown me. They need someone greater than me to speak into them. Yeah. Um, That's that's a hard wall there is, are you raising people up? To be better leaders than you
1: and it should be right like right. uh you shouldn't be their ceiling you should be their floor yeah right is the whole concept mm-hmm. and uh yeah that propping sucks. them up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it does suck i mean if, if it's an ego thing it sucks yeah, right? right but but i think um you know this is this has happened to me a number of times where um i feel like maybe this is the end hmm. and and you reach that point and yeah, you got to collaborate and I, and they, people appreciate that. Yeah. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And that's kind of, you know, where I find myself right now is I want to mentor as, as many people as possible. But my reality is I probably can only mentor a handful. Yeah. You know, you, true mentorship as the way I do it and the way I understand it. Yeah. takes a lot of time, energy right. and, and you, you can't do that with every single person that you meet. Yeah. Just, and,
0: and I think that's a good thought, and we can kind of wrap the conversation from here. Hmm. But um, you know, and it's it's different. If you're working for a church, it feels like there's so many people that you have to mentor, right? Um, for the average person, it's probably not going to be as much, but there may be one person that you really need to start spending time with and help mentor them. Um, and then you need mentorship too. You know, it, it's a goes both ways kind of thing. But it's being okay with. um, I had a pastor tell me this one time when it came to youth ministry, because this pressure of like I gotta like sit and mentor every single one of these students and all these leaders. And the wording he used, which is really funny, and that I'm sharing, he's like, "Just pick favorites." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Pick your favorites, man. Like, who are the people you are resonating with?" Right. And invest into those. Just own that.
1: Yeah, unapologetically.
0: Because if, there's a, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, this person's a favorite, it's probably mutual, and they're going to respond more to what you're doing anyway.
1: Is it is it safe to say that Jesus did that? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's not right. Well,
0: and this goes into a concept we talk a lot about at the church, which is oikos. You right. know, that there's 8 to 15 people specifically in your life that you're going to live this kind of life with. In the with. front row of your life, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yes, Jesus absolutely did that. He's not trying to speak to the masses in fact he'd speak in such a way that they'd be like all right i'm out yeah um and and then he just invested into these guys because he knew they were going to go and do the same
1: and even within that 12 isn't it safe to say yeah yeah. there's
0: (laughs) like peter and john they were the faves yeah um
1: so i mean could you say i don't know how you would word this i'm gonna word it all wrong could she could you say he had 12 dudes around him but he really only mentored or is that going too far
0: i don't i don't know I mean I guess in a way.
1: Let's just let's just rewrite it, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um Jesus
1: had three disciples. So. Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I think he was there to mentor all of them, but there were those who received
1: it more. Like Judas, for instance. Yeah. Uh maybe maybe that wasn't mutual.
0: Yeah, I would maybe. say
1: like Thomas, uh, was Thomas a disciple? Yeah. Yeah, Thomas the Doubter. Yeah, the Doubter. (laughs) I mean, nothing wrong with doubting,
0: but, you know. They just gave him the name. Everyone shamed him. Yeah. (laughs) Thomas the Doubter. (laughs) Yeah, he had a different experience than, you know, Peter or John did.
1: He was the first one to submit to Jesus as Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I think hmm. it was all selective right there, but it's going to be natural. Because then you could argue, like, Peter's in there in the thick of it him and jesus more than anybody right and peter's called the rock and all this stuff you know so even his experience is different from everyone else's and so i think you're going to have that dynamic is you'll always have people there might be a group of people you're working with and growing and in different levels and there's always going to be maybe one or two that's like you're really invested with,
1: and yeah, and that's maybe that maybe there are just r- different versions of mentorship. Maybe mentorship is not a thing so much as it's an idea. Yeah, because like I said,
0: it's organic,
1: right? Because you think about like Judas betrays him, yeah, and he, you know, Jesus essentially, I mean, doesn't say much about him, no, but yet Peter he calls him like a son of de- of of Satan, the son of the devil, yeah. at one point, right? Right, and get behind me, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. hella kicking his ass, and yet, that was probably the one that he really had this dope connection with. Right. Exactly.
0: Well, and that's one who, you know, you see Peter, his character pretty much just totally changed when it hits the book of Acts, and he's, yeah. like, speaking in power and, like, just leading the charge. Yeah. Um. So, you definitely see, like, obviously, God knowing that this is how it was gonna go, Jesus is challenging him to this higher level. Yeah. Um to like take the reins of that thing. So yeah. um, that's natural. And I think yeah. you got to embrace it that like sometimes there's just people who are going to respond more to what you're doing mm. um, and the dynamics going to be better. Yeah. And either way it's living missionally Yeah. and just being really aware of those relationships in your life and dive into them.
1: So to end this, how would you answer the question? Like why, why real mentorship is rarely happens.
0: Uh because it's hard mm-hmm. and because you have to be really really intentional with your life. Nice. And that's hard to do these days. Nice. That sent to be what I say.
1: Look at you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just
0: doing my <mean> thing. <laughs> is that is that the stamp of the of the podcast right there? Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: you I think you answered it.
0: There you go. Bro. Just skip to the end. You'll get the answer. Pro level. Yeah. You could yeah,
1: you could just I guess we could yeah. tell people that at the beginning, but nah. yeah,
0: just skip. No, nah, we won't we won't do that. Um no, nah, that's a great conversation. Yeah so yeah, we'd uh love to get your thoughts. Thanks for joining us today. And uh go mentor somebody. Mm. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Do it. <laughs> All right, see y'all later. Deuce.